Hey, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to Mental Health Casual. I am your host, Lucky, and today we're going over to the Al Anon subreddit. Before we get into that, if you guys are new here, welcome. Basically, what I do is I go to different subreddits and uh, try and learn something new, give some advice if I can. Uh, obviously, I am not a uh, professional by any means, so uh, keep that in mind as we go along with this. But if there is something that you can use, then um, yeah, you can definitely check it. Uh, you can definitely uh, use it in your own life, do whatever you'd like. Uh, but yeah, let's go to the first post here. Uh, oh, did I want to start with this one? Yeah, we'll start with this one. My husband of 11 years and the father of my children is gone. I've never posted here before. My husband has been an addict since his brother first gave him drugs at 12 years old. Moving from Vicodin to Percocet to crack to meth and fentanyl. We've been together since we were 15. We had our first baby when we were 18 and got married a few months later at 19. He hit it so well. I didn't know he was doing pills until a few months later. He went to rehab for the first time later that year. He went to rehab four times in the last 11 years. He would stay sober for a few months and then start up, start using again. There were so many times I should have left, but I knew that he could, I, I knew that he could be. I knew the father and husband he was capable of being. October 20, uh, 2019, he gave birth. But sorry, I gave birth. Excuse me uh, to our for to our fifth alone fifth, fifth child alone because he had violated his probation and was in jail. In April on 2020, we lost our sweet, funny, gorgeous four year old daughter to a house fire. Ooh, I'm so sorry to hear that. He began using heavily again and stopped reporting to pro pro to probation. In December of 2020, he was picked up and went back to jail. From there, he was sent to a prison uh, that was more like a rehab. He took trade classes while there and came out with his trade certificate in July of this year. He had gained weight and looked healthier than I had ever seen him. I knew that everything was going to be okay and our lives were finally going to be normal. He found a great job that he really liked and he was really good at it. I told him every day how proud of him, uh, how proud I was of him and how much I loved him. He was about to be promoted this week. We had been looking at houses the last few months and were ready to buy. The job required overnight travel, and Monday he left for a job. He took a nap at the hotel room before he had to go had to work later that night. I wondered why he hadn't answered, uh, why he didn't answer my calls or texts that night. But I figured he wasn't allowed to have his phone, which wasn't unusual. When I woke up yesterday morning, he still hadn't texted back, and I just knew something was wrong. I waited until I dropped the kids off at school before I tried calling again and again and again until a detective finally answered his phone at 10 a.m. I knew the love of my life and the father of my children overdosed in his hotel room the night before. I had to tell his dad and sister and his nieces that he was gone. My mom kept my older children last night, um, and they still don't know. I'm going to tell them today when they get out of school. But what I do, but what do I say to them? How do I tell them that they're never going to see their hero again? With all of this, with all with all his problems, he was a damn good dad. How do I keep it from them? Uh, I never thought it would be a I'd be a widow at 30. I just don't know how to do this without him. I'm so sorry to hear that, and. Uh, by the way, I, I forgot to say this. Um, if you guys aren't familiar with Al-Anon because you're new here, uh, Al-Anon is just the um, the people who uh, who have a Q, which is a qualifier, somebody who qualifies them to be an Al-Anon, which is like a support group for anybody who who is either uh, who's in close proximity to someone who is an addict. So either uh, your significant other, a, mo a mother, like a, a close family member, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, so let's let's talk about a couple of things here um the the idea of a trade trade uh trade training in prison i love it a lot I, I just love that so much because um there's just so many people who i feel like get out of prison who end up 
back in prison because they don't have anywhere to go, you know? So they're, they, you know, that we end up sending them to prison. We end up giving them this humongous mark. That's almost like a stamp of, of, Hey, you don't belong in society anymore. We release them back into society where society doesn't want them. And then we expect them to be, we expect them to be, just be okay after that. No, that's not how, that's not how people work. That's not how we reduce the recidivism rates. Uh, we reduce them by doing things like this, by giving them some hope when they get out, which is exactly what happened here. Uh, but it seemed like, uh, from what she was saying, it was more of a rehab place. Well, why can't we do that with other prisons? Somebody who uh, maybe wasn't just an addict at some point, right? Maybe somebody who did a little bit more of a violent crime, but now they're starting to try and get back at, back at things. So, But anyway, uh, as for the other stuff, um, the... the I, you know, I'll be real with you. I'm actually really surprised that you stayed with them that long. I'm glad that you guys were able to do that. Um, it just, it sucks when you hear about the, um, the overdose thing. I, I had a, um, I won't go too much into it for family privacy reasons, but I had a family member, uh, overdose and uh, I actually didn't know that they overdosed. I fi just figured it out this, uh, uh, about a month ago. And it was, it was a lot for me to take in when I heard that, because I was just thinking about, all the times that I could have easily OD'd on, well, on, on alcohol in particular, um, could have died of alcohol poisoning and all that stuff. And, you know, it's, it's, it's something that you don't realize until you see somebody else, uh, or at least for me, uh, I'm one of those people who, unless it happens real close to home, I don't, it, it's almost like it's not a, a possibility to me. I'm a little bit wiser now, but it still doesn't exactly feel like that unless it actually happens close to me. Now, I guess this is a, a blessing and a curse. It, a lot of things have happened very close to me, so I know that they're, they're real possibilities uh, for me to fall into. Um, anything from addiction, depression, um, yeah, all that stuff, man. So uh, now in terms of t the kids, uh, they have to know. I, I, I'm, I, this is just my feeling on it, but they're going to have to learn uh, what happened um, in the best way possible. Um, now you could deal with this from a religious approach, uh, which is how the family of that uh, that family member, um, you know, coped with it. The fact that their um, this member of the family is watching over them that was the way that I coped with it as well. Um, you could take it in. You know, obviously we don't want to be too blunt. Um, it sounds like your kids are very young, so um, and obviously. Um, the, the, the fact that you lost a daughter already, that's that's heartbreaking. That's really heartbreaking. I'm, I'm really sorry to hear that. Um, but yeah, letting th this is more of for you to figure out, right? Like, how do you want to break this news to them? Is there a way that will that will um, make them feel, uh, well, obviously, they're not going to feel great about the situation. But is there a way to break it to them that will not uh, traumatize them? Because it's going to traumatize them either way. Uh, but you know your kids better than I do. So, um, you know, I'll just leave that up to you. Um, now when you're, um, uh, as for other things you can do, I know there is such a thing as family therapy. I don't know if that's great because it's not individualistic. I I've heard of group therapy working, but typically that's with adults. I don't know if I can't really tell you if it would work better for kids or not. Um, I remember my brother was in like a form of like group therapy. It just didn't work too well for him. So, um, anyway, uh, best of luck to you and your family. I really do hope that you're, you do well. I really do hope that, um, you're able to get that house and all that stuff. Um, you know, but, uh, it, it, it is a shame, man. Like you, you think that somebody's out on the upswing and by the way, this is, we talked about this before guys, whenever somebody's on the upswing, 
put a magnifying glass to their life. Uh, I I know it sounds really like it sounds like very intrusive, like oh no no they're doing so good, um I you know and just from what I've uh, you know I've, I've I do some reading but it's mostly like online articles and then I also listen to Dr. Drew and he's got a lot of um, years in the rehab uh, industry and stuff. Uh, apparently the upswing part of anybody's uh, of, of anybody's um, rehabilitation is the most dangerous. I can attest to this. That's actually when I. Uh, I ended up uh, getting really drunk. Um, I, I was I just gotten out of the hospital. I think maybe a couple months before, and I got I drank a whole bottle of rum. Something that probably could have killed me if I was a lot uh, if I was uh, not as big as I was. Um, but yeah, it was not uh, it was not good. Uh, so yeah, whenever somebody's feeling good, because the thing is, once you start feeling good, the minute you start feeling down again, well, you you went so high up, right? Like the bigger they are, the harder they fall. Well, you were such at such a height. That all of a sudden you drop back down to what you used to be your baseline, but you're not used to that anymore. You're used to the high baseline, right? The uh, being up and being um, being in control, but you haven't felt any stumbling blocks yet. So the minute you feel that first stumbling block, you want to revert to what you revert. Sorry, what you used to revert to, which was the alcohol or whatever that may be. Now I wasn't super familiar with alcohol at this point, but I had had some uh, some dealings with it in terms of like certain uh certain events and stuff so i knew that it was going to be something that could numb the pain for me but anyway um so yeah it, this is just more of a warning sign to anybody out there who has a q uh remember q means qualifier it's somebody who qualifies you to be an al-anon uh so if you guys do have a q out there and he's they're on the upswing right um th- be really careful be very like be extra careful around them because I don't, I don't mean you have to walk on eggshells or anything like that, but be really careful when you're doing, dealing with that kind of stuff, because that's when they are the most vulnerable to, um, I'm trying to think of how to say this, uh, dire consequences. Um, because that's when the overdoses really start happening. That's when the, I mean, cause typically like when they're in it, like, yeah, they could overdose as well, but most likely they're just going to continuously like, degrade their body when they're on the upswing and then they go down really hard that's when the overdose starts happening um so uh not all the time right like overdoses can happen like i said but that's when like the really bad stuff can start happening um they could get into another drug they could start uh hurting themselves in in other ways so uh best of luck to you and your family i really do hope that you're you're doing okay uh next post here when q gets sober and is so proud of themselves it's like they forgot to train uh they forgot the complete train wreck they left behind. They're living their best lives now while we're all still traumatized by their addiction. They can go on happy hikes and celebrate bring, being one year sober while you still need therapy for how they create treated you. They never did it for you or their family. They did it for themselves. They will only ever care for themselves just as they did while using. They don't see them th- themselves as the bad guy. They are the victim. They are always. They will always be the victim no matter how much they look from you, uh, they took from you. Humble yourself. You're still a monster in people, most people's eyes. We haven't forgotten who you are. So this is a problem, right? This goes against exactly what I was telling, what I tell you guys all the time. When you get sober, uh, you you have to get sober for yourself. That's actually literally the the main thing about it. Now, um, does this person have? Uh, sorry, does this person have like? legs to stand on in in the sense that yes they're angry at you or people that you hurt right people that you hurt in your life like there are people that i've hurt in my life that absolutely uh could still think about those things about me right um that could absolutely hold those things against me that's absolutely fine as somebody coming from the alcohol the addiction side the addict side 
Um, you have to be okay with people still hating you. You can't like you don't get the right to tell these people, hey, I got sober. You you should leave that behind. No, no, no. They are they are the victims of the situation. It's up to them to decide whether and what they want to do with that anger that they have built up with you. Obviously, um, hope I mean hopefully it just it being uh, uh, non-destructive to you or other people, right? Um, I'll give you an example, right? Uh, Steve-O uh, from Jackass, right? He had this neighbor. I don't know if you guys remember this. He he would uh, he would um, what was it? He would he would he rented out like three different apartments and ended up building a skate park in them. And one of his neighbors just always complained about him. And he used to like, just get mad at them. And you want to call the police and, you know, smack on the wall and stuff. Um, and one day Siva reached out to them and, you know, said, Hey, listen, I just want to apologize for my behavior and all this stuff. They never got back to him. And they're, they're more than welcome. Like, can you imagine living next to Siva at the height of his, I think he was doing like lithium and other stuff, but he was, he was going off the dang rails. Right. So um, for, for you know, like like listen for these people who are who have to deal with us addicts, um, that is something that you are more than welcome to. Like you're more than welcome to keep that anger inside of you. But I will say this: do not let it uh, destroy yourself. You 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 using the anger that was built up because of this person is not going to help you um, come to peace with yourself. Give you an example, right? My father uh, was a really bad guy. Um, did cocaine other stuff eventually got i don't know when he got sober but it seemed like it was too late by the time he did um but he was a you know i i always thought of it when he was like later on in life i was like why did you know because all of a sudden he became an elder at a church i was like you you guys are gonna let this guy become an elder at your church what is wrong with you uh and i started realizing the idea of redemption the idea of forgiveness um, and in order to get to that idea, you have to wrong, you, you kind of have to, um, see it in yourself. The, the, pa the fact that you've probably hurt somebody in your life as well. Uh, maybe not nearly as bad, but you've probably hurt somebody in your life and you're probably, they're probably still traumatized by something that you did to them. You know, I used, I remember this one kid that I bullied a long time ago and it never, it never left my, my, uh, my heart, you know? I still think about it to this day about this kid that I remember my sister always telling me like that was the first time I ever heard the the saying whatever comes around goes around. I really do hope that he's doing well. Um, but yeah, I just I just remembered I never saw him uh, saw him after that. So I who knows what happened to him. But um, I, it's still something that I think about. I had a I had a dream a dream about him the other day, and I was just like, wow, I can't remember. I I can't believe that. Um, but that was me when I was really stupid and really uh, just kind of let everybody around me. Um, control who what what i did um but yeah like like i said as you go through like this this person um the person who was the addict that hurt this person is living their best life right now um so as that kind of person you have to kind of keep going and and not look back now obviously like i said you can ask for forgiveness you can say hey how can i make this up to you but um most likely this just like how you had to do this for yourself this person for the that's part of Al-Anon, the, the person who was traumatized by you, has to do it for themselves. They're, they're the ones that have to. They're the only ones that can help themselves at this point. Um, even if that means like getting an apology for, from you, if they ask for that, then yeah, that, that's, then that's something that they have to deal with as well. So anyway, let's go to the next uh, post here. It's titled Ticking Time Bomb. 
He's doing dry November, so I have two weeks left of this before he goes insane again. I'm annoyed he's doing it because a friend of his uh, is doing it as a challenge rather than because he's been a nightmare and needs serious help for himself. The past two weeks have been different. He hasn't broken anything in the house after coming home, wasted or started fights with me because his brain is flooded, but he's seen in the worst but he's but he's been in the worst mood i almost wish he'd he'd have been he'd have a drink the amount of emotional labor i have i'm having to do living with someone who is in a perpetual bad mood is different than the walking on eggshells i had to do while he was drinking but i'm still exhausted dealing with this man's baby unmanaged uh sorry this man's this man baby's uh unmanaged mental health yeah, and so when we talk about mental health, I mean, this is why I think we should have mental health classes in high school, man. How many of you actually took a actually took a class where they uh, they talked about depression more than uh, in just one presentation, right? Of course, you know you have the people from NAMI that go around to schools to talk about depression. Why isn't that 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 is that not like a is that not like a, a big life skill? Oh, what to do if you're dealing with somebody who's addicted? Why can't there be a semester of that? You know, we used to have this thing called the wheel where you would go to different, it, it basically um, each half a semester, you would go to a different arts class where you go like this art class, this art class, this art class. So you could like figure out what you wanted to do. Um, I mean, even like a half a semester would be a good amount, a lot more than just one presentation, one random uh you know one one uh one part where like some random person comes into the class and talks to you about how they were once uh you know they had to deal with addiction how they did this how they did that dude i remember these presentations by the way and i remember nobody cared about them but if can you imagine if you made a class where people actually had to do tests on this what you know what are some things you could do in this situation like things that actually mattered instead of you know whatever i'm not gonna call out any subjects of <laughs> <laughs> or else I'll get in trouble. But uh, yeah, I mean, there are so many things that we could be doing to help these kids when they grow up. Give them coping mechanisms to deal with the the the, the problems in their life. So, um, so yeah. As for this dry November, um, I always do think it's a good idea to have things like no nut November, dry um, sober October, dry November, whatever. Um, especially like even if you're not uh, like an addict, but if you are an addict. Um, that's where it becomes, maybe you should think about actually quitting the dang thing. Um, now it doesn't seem like he's had any, uh, withdrawal symptoms, so that's good. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's, it's only like, it's like putting a bandaid on, uh, on a tumor, right? Like that's not going to do anything. All it is is just hiding the fact that there is this bigger problem that you're going to have to deal with at some point. You're, you're going to have to deal with it. So uh, and then also the mood, I, I like, I don't know how many of you guys have ever had, um, a substance in your system. And then the minute you take yourself off of it, I mean, what, what do you, you know, what do you typically do? Uh, for me, when I quit weed, I was very, I was okay for a little bit, but I was actually pretty angry and my mood was all over the place. Cause I wasn't, I wasn't used to not being able to cope with, uh, sorry, I wasn't used to not being able to go get the bong after a hard day at work or something like that. Um, now eventually I moved to alcohol and then once I quit alcohol, I was like, well, what do I do now? Like, do I have to, and then I started remembering, oh, this is where the coping mechanisms that I learned, uh, like at that point, it was probably like nine years, eight years in the past of just, you know, oh, wow, I guess I should probably use these now instead of just trying to take the easy way out, which in the long term is the hard way out. Um, and yeah, I just started realizing that there was so much, um, 
there was so much work to be done um, to get myself used to being sober and get myself used to uh, feeling the feelings that I, I, I repressed for so long. Um, so yeah, in terms of this, I really do hope that your husband, or, sorry, I don't know if you said your, it was your husband, um, but your, your, your partner gets the help that they need because this is going to ultimately um, come, come back to you at some point. So, um, but yeah, when we, when we're talking about um, significant others who are uh, addicts, that's the toughest thing, man, because uh, I mean, it's not the toughest thing. Obviously there are tough things out there, but um, it's a pretty tough thing because you love this person. You're watching them um, go. And, you know, this is the thing I, you know, I just released um, a video on my YouTube channel, right. Um, where Mike Tyson was talking about discipline and he was talking about discipline. And he, he said, discipline is doing the things that you don't like to do, but doing them like you like it. Um, now I, I would kind of expect, I didn't actually do this in my video, which is, you know, kind of sucks. But <laughs> one of the things that I would say is fine, or actually, no, I did say this in, in the video. Uh, one of the things that I, I mentioned is you need to find something that's worth being disciplined about. So you have that hope, but you also, um, sorry, you have that, that goal at the end of the tunnel that is like actually something that you want, but you have the discipline to get there. You know, you're using discipline to get there. Cause if it's something that you don't want, I mean, I don't know about you, but if I, if somebody said to me, by the way, I don't like chocolate, but if somebody had like a chocolate, uh, cake ready for me at the end of my my grueling journey or something like that i'd be like man where's where's the apple pie where's like the non-chocolate thing it's like no no you got this like you know i I mean i'm not yeah i'm not gonna work for that get the hell out of here you ask me something that you actually truly want um and i think that's something that this the significant other or your cue could use is figuring out what in the world do you want in this life what what is worth dropping the drink for? What is what is worth? Uh, sorry, what, what what in your life is worth it? Um, maybe not a lot, but there are things out there that I'm guarantee you, people would want to quit drinking for. So, um, let's do a couple more here. Next post here. Uh, best of luck to your your Q and you. Uh, he went to rehab. Now I want a divorce. My husband has been gone for almost ninety days now. Rehab, then IOP. Um, uh, sober living. He gets done with IOP this week, but I told him I need space. The truth is I'm thinking that I, I'm thinking I want the, that space to be permanent. I have an appointment with a lawyer on Monday. I should be thrilled. He went to rehab, right? But this time apart and lead, learning more about codependency has helped me realize just how bad things were. The last year he became a violent drunk. I should have called the police multiple times. He's probably still be in jail. That's not who he is when he's sober. Am I wrong to not want to live in fear every day? that he's going to start drinking again. And then myself and our daughter will be in danger. No, that's absolutely, there's, there's nothing wrong with, with you thinking that. And there wouldn't be, there might be something wrong if you did decide to stay. Obviously this could be a codependency thing. I have no clue. I don't have any context of your life, but if this is something that you feel is better for you and your daughter, I listen, go for it. Um, there's nothing wrong with uh, you, you know, you finding this, um, you getting this space and realizing, you know what, I, I, I don't think I want this for my, for, for me and my daughter. Um, Cause listen, this is more than just you now, even if you d- did want him back, like this is more than just you now. Um, so yeah. And if he's been that violent to the point where you had to call the police multiple times or well, where you should have called the police multiple times, then that's pretty darn violent there to, to actually think that you'd need police um, means that you feel like you uh, him or your daughter are in danger. So, uh, no, I don't think this sounds 
you know, drastic at all. Um, and in terms of, and I, I just want to address this, even though you didn't talk about it, because um, you're probably, you're asking, is it wrong? I think you're kind of also asking, uh, or I think you're also kind of implying that this is going to have a terrible um, effect on your husband after he comes out of rehab. You know, he comes out of rehab and then he realizes, oh, my wife wants a divorce. That's not for you to, that's not for you to worry about. That's ultimately the actions of him. As much as we like to pin these actions on the alcohol um or sorry was it alcohol um yeah whatever uh the drugs we'll just say um that they put in their system it was ultimately that person who decided to put those drugs into their system despite the fact that they were um hurting people right even if they didn't remember i'm sure you reminded them i'm sure anybody around them would remind them uh obviously them being in rehab is a great help and i do wish them the best but um, do you still have to suffer the consequences of what drunk you did? Remember how I said drunk you is not who you are, but drunk you used your body for doing things. So you're still gonna have to deal with the consequences of doing that because ultimately you're the one who, uh, summoned drunk you, or you're the one who, uh, brought drunk you into this world. And by the way, for anybody that's new here, drunk you is exactly what it sounds right. It's the person, it's you who, is drunk because a lot of people like to think, oh, I'm I'm more I'm more me when I get drunk or use drugs or something like that. It's, and I just I think that's a lot of baloney because it's not true. You're not more you. You're just you. Uh, you're just you exaggerated by the alcohol in your system or the drugs in your system. Uh, so yeah, let's go to one last uh, poster. Did I actually answer this person's question? No, no, no. Yeah, okay. So excuse me once again. Um, uh, it. it you're not wrong to want to live, uh, to not want to live in fear every day. Um, and I wish you and your daughter the best as well as your Q as well. Uh, next post here. I broke up with my Q and now I'm focusing on my recovery again. Ooh, congratulations. It is someone who is not good for me and I was not good for him. It was like every character de defect I had relating to active alcoholics and my codependency rose to the surface. After a few months, I realized I was substituting this man in for my Al-Anon program. I stopped going to meetings. I stopped praying and meditating. Quote, unquote, I got this. I said without confidence uh, or hope. I was exhausted from the merry-go-round of severe mental illness and uh, untreated addiction. He, ha he has a week sober now, but I know from my own uh, addiction recovery, the beginning is the hardest. I couldn't be this martyr or mother anymore, or his martyr or mother anymore. It was time to get off his back and get on me. Um, how do I feel now? Amazing. Choosing my sanity and well-being is life-changing. Realizing I can never date an active addict is affirming. Sometimes bad relationships in our life uh, to, uh, sorry, sometimes bad relationships in our life to remind us what we don't need and gets back to our program. Uh, okay, I guess sometimes bad relationships are put in our life to remind us that we don't need uh, what we don't need and get uh, gets us back to our program. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of things that you, like, you know, even though I, um, you know, with my exes and stuff, right, like we broke up, I started to realize like, hey, you know what? I, I learned a lot about what I really want, um, what I really want in life, right? Because there is, you know, you start to think to yourself like, you know what? I, I didn't like this about our relationship, but I like this and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's not like there were all, all things bad. Um, but yeah, same thing. Like if you're focusing on your recovery and your significant other's recovery, that's very tough. I'm not saying that it can't be done, but it is very tough because you're not dealing with your own um, insecurities. You're not dealing with your own, you're too worried about somebody else's problems. That's why taking you out of the environment is usually the best thing that could happen to you when we're talking about recovery. I don't know if you guys remember this, but I was talking about that um, 
the gentleman who was in a marriage and he was could not stop watching porn and he ended up telling i don't really like i said i don't remember what um show it was but it was either like dr drew dr phil something like that but i think dr drew was on it um and he you know the guy ended up saying like you know they ended up asking him like what do you want and he's like i just want to be alone for a while and just think about things and his his wife was actually very mad about it she's like what do you want to be alone and and dr drew ended up saying uh actually that's i love what you just said because that is the best thing you need to be away from this stuff you need to be away from the environment that's that's also encouraging this not saying that the wife was but just you know if he's in his room with his computer i mean yeah that's uh you know that that's not helping them so uh as for this person getting away from their queue or getting away from that addict uh can help up and can help uh you know them recover it didn't i don't think it said anything about them uh them uh sorry the, the this particular person being addicted but maybe just getting back to, to to the meditation the praying and whatever else helped you with your uh your mental uh mental health so uh, try and remember this, guys. If you guys remember anything from this podcast, try and focus on yourself um, more than others, right? I mean, obviously, you should put aside time for others that you love, but ultimately, you're the main character of the story, and you are the one who gets the most focus. So anyway, guys, remember, you can check out all things casual at the link tree in the description box down below. Also, if you'd like to email me, you can email me at mentalhealthcasual at gmail.com. I'll also have a link to the Al-Anon subreddit if you guys would like to join. But as always, guys, don't forget to keep it casual.